Hey folks, we're back here with uh, Representative George Rauscher from kind of north of the valley, right? Where, where do you live, Sutton? Out in Sutton, yeah. So what's your district like? You're kind of... District. That's a, that's a very interesting district. You know, it's very diverse. It's spread out everywhere. Uh, it starts, if you want to say it starts, it starts up there in Big Delta. And it goes down along the uh, western side of the Richardson once you leave the Delta area and the big Delta area. And then um, it goes down the uh, western side of the Richardson till it gets to Glen Allen. And it stays on that western side. You go past Glen Allen, you go all the way down about 60 miles just outside of Valdez, and it opens up the Oh, so it's a huge... The Anchorage districts, you know, you can drive across it in a few minutes. Starts, Yours is much different. So, yep, starts the, and then if you hop on a boat, you can go over to Whittier. And you're still in my district. You have you have Whittier? I have Whittier. Oh wow! I know. So you know that does count me for part of the Marine Highway. I was just gonna say you got some of the f- mm-hmm. ferry because the Whitt- ferry and, goes to Whittier, and then uh, and then you take that and. You go straight up north until you get to just the, uh, it's about the corner of the uh, the uh, Lazy Mountain area. You know where Lazy Mountain mm-hmm. is? Yeah, I know. And just the corner of the Lazy Mountain area up there by uh, Larry DeVilbus' place once you get on the uh, other side of the Wolverine. And then uh, just cuts into a, just a corner of Palmer, which is the uh, Palmer Fishhook area. And then it goes straight up north. Till it hits the uh, Denali Highway, and it's about three or four miles in on the Denali Highway is where I start uh, from the Parks Highway side, and then you kind of traverse on an angle northeast till you get up the Big Delta area again, and everything in between. Well, that's pretty pretty. It's a huge district. Who's your Who's your senator? That uh, would be Shower. Okay, so you got who's your other rep in that district? That would be David Eastman. Okay, so it's you, Eastman, and then Shower as senator. All right. Mm-hmm. So this is your second term. You were elected in uh, 16 mm-hmm. for the first time. Let's talk about before that. What'd you, you? I know you have some construction background, right? Yeah. I, uh, I spent a lot of time on the North Slope. I've spent a lot of time out in the inlet. I've spent a lot of time on construction sites, commercial sites in Anchorage. I spent a lot of time working for myself. What'd you do on the slope? On the slope, I worked uh, off and on since 1976, probably, up on the north slope. Oh, so you were when they were building the pipeline? No, I didn't get the pipeline. I uh, I guess it was finished in about 76, right, or 77? Yeah, that, it, was just, it was just getting over with, and um, I didn't get to work on that. Uh, that was a big union project, I think, but I didn't have a card back then. Um, I worked for Brinkerhoff, Brinkerhoff Signal. Uh, oh, wow. That's an old company. I've heard of that company. Yeah, that's way back. And which um, for Breaker Hoff Signal, and then uh, yeah, I kind of went from uh, drilling company to drilling company. A lot of them just folded. Are you from Alaska? No, I got to about the mid seventies. I got to Alaska. Where'd, yeah. you, where'd you come from? From the East Coast, and um, I came up here on motorcycle. 
Wow, the whole. I, I was a kid. I had a lot of fun. Took about a year and a half, and um, you know, I, I went across the states and finally headed up north. And uh, yeah, about a year and a half later, I got to Alaska. And, uh, what, what was the Alcan like back then? It must have been a whole different, oh yeah, different was, deal. Yeah, you know, a lot of it was washed out back then. A lot of it was gravel. Um, you know. I, uh, you know, a lot of it was mud. <laughs> Were you on like a like a road bike or like a dual sport or nine hundred Kawasaki. Wow! So yeah. you, you just did like you just what you camped or you stayed in where'd you stay on this I trip? Stayed in a sleeping bag and uh, yeah, I, some of the craziest times I ever had was on a it's motorcycle. Like easy ri- it's like easy rider. Just like easy rider. Remember Charles Bronson or no? Then came Bronson. Yeah, yeah. Remember that movie? Yeah, uh, that was a TV show. Then came Bronson. I think I vaguely remember. Yeah, I was I, I was I wasn't around then, but I've, I think I've seen like well, seen yeah, references it to a, it. it was, the guy just kind of went from town to town doing odd jobs. So how old were you? Were like how old were you? Like eighteen, nineteen? I was in my late teens. Yeah, late teens. What'd yeah. your family say? Were they like, what are you? No, not much they could say back then. You know, they were just kind of lucky you were still alive every once in a while when they got a card. <laughs> so where did you grow up? In the, what part of the East Coast? Oh, it was, you know, part of Pennsylvania area and that tri-state area. The, um, yeah, it was, th- th- it was different times back then. You were able to you were able to go around country. But, you know, I always slept with a uh, with a K-bar. You know what a K-bar knife is? Yeah, oh yeah. I always slept in my sleeping bag with a K-bar knife. In both hands, ready to cut my way out in case I had to. Just in case. Uh, right next to my motorcycle. Where did you just stay on, like, side, like campgrounds or yeah, wherever? KOA or middle of town, some uh, park or something like that, wherever. You know, it didn't really matter. Sounds like an epic time, journey. Oh, yeah, it was all different time back then, you know. Nobody bothered you. Of course, you know, you're sleeping with a K-bar in your hand, so it wasn't, you know, it's mm-hmm. not like you were completely safe. But, yeah, yeah you had to be careful. So what, 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 what? Why Alaska? Were you just kind of drawn to it? Or? Oh, I had a friend, um, you know, where I bought my motorcycle, my first motorcycle from. The first one I ever bought was a uh, was a case uh, KZ uh, seven fifty. It was a two stroke, and um, that was a uh, kind of a maroon color. And uh, after that, I bought a nine hundred. Uh, it was a KZ nine hundred. And uh, after that, I sold that and I bought a ninety four. 900 which is the one i actually drove up but that one was it was a lot hotter i mean it had been worked over mm-hmm. by a mechanic but anyway so the guy that owned a, a, a cycle center had a cabin up there and i said come on up i went up i think it was like i was just a kid man i i think in the middle of i had just been out of school maybe a year and i went up and boy, I had a good time. I, I really liked it. I liked Alaska a lot. I stayed about three months, spent the summer, went back home, worked a few factory jobs, and then worked a construction job and saved up enough money for the bike I wanted to take that ride on. And well, the next thing I know, I'm on my way. A year and a half later, I'm in Alaska. So you were able to, I mean, find work. Sometimes you had a lot of construction, oil and gas. It was easy to find work. Uh, yeah. You know, first thing I did was, um, I went down to the Union Hall, uh, 1281, signed up for that. And, um, that didn't really, that didn't go so where, you know, they had an apprentice program, but it just, when you sign up, it was, the pipeline shut down, everybody had, you know, there was carpenters everywhere. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I got a job on the rigs, you know, working for Brinkerhoff. They said, I know I was working for Parker Drilling. and You're like a roustabout or a floor hand? Yeah, I started out as a roustabout, and then we worked up the floor hand, then I worked up the 
uh, working, um, uh, I think it was called uh, um, Mud like Pits. T- you know, tool, and, tool pusher and tower pusher. And then you went up to Derrickhan, you know, and next thing you know, you're uh, out in the inlet sometimes, worked the monopod. Mm-hmm. And that was on by uh, Marathon back then. Right. And um, It's good money, those jobs. You right. work your way up, you make good money. Bring her off, we worked unical field across the uh, inlet you know over there on land again you know that uh that's that whole uh, kind of shirleyville gig but yeah. a little further down you know so it was uh it was interesting uh we, i went back to shirleyville with uh many many decades later with an aurora company and they were drilling a few uh workovers out there i used to work um for about a over a year for a casing company in Anchorage. I, oh yeah, I didn't do the. I was spent some time in the rig, and mm-hmm. I was more of the business trying to sa- you know sales type position. But I'd go up there and work, and man, I got. I tell you what, I had gained so much respect for the. That's fucking hard work. I mean, it's and it's dangerous. You know, you got you got forty foot pipes that weigh I don't know how much swinging around. Oh, yeah. I had bigger shoulders, bigger arms, and yeah, I weighed probably a little more. Sometimes maybe a little less, depending on. You How get, well did I you ever ate. get hurt or anything, or were you lucky? No, yeah, cause, yeah, I lucked out. I broke uh, nothing, smashed a bunch of junk. You know, I got a few scars, but I didn't break anything. I think I took my thumb off, the end of my thumb. It, it kind of came off and went alongside. And they had the, they had the medics. There were a couple of those guys. I mean, they were like from Vietnam or something. I don't know, but those guys <laughs> were animals that put it back on the stump. Just hold, hold still. Oh yeah, one was holding me down, and you know, one was, uh, one was uh, yanking on it. And they tried three times. They had one on the fourth try. They said, if it doesn't come here, you go in Anchorage. But uh, well, they do good. They were, they're good doctors. Uh, no pinched nerves. I didn't lose any feeling or anything. But they put it back on the stump. Took about six months to make it look feel right again. Wow! And, and so it was pretty good. Smashed that thumb a couple times on a forty-five inch uh, pipe wrench with a cheater bar on it. Uh, oh, but uh, you know, life is. And I got a big scar from that one for years. Um, but anyway, um, you know, stuff. It was good. So why why did you? Um, at some point, you wanted to get in politics. You you run. Well, you know, I went into my own business after a while. I joined the union. I got on a few construction sites. Uh, We worked all kinds of commercial buildings in Anchorage. That's where mostly when I commuted from Sutton. And um, that's like an hour. It's over an hour, isn't it? About an hour and twenty. Of course, you know, you leave at five thirty in the morning and you're doing eighty or ninety miles an hour. It doesn't take (laughs) you long. But uh, those were the days, you know. But uh, of course, we did have accidents all over the highway back then for some reason. Everybody, because guys are going eighty ninety miles an hour. (laughs) Everybody stayed in their own lane, you know. Um, But. I don't know. And nobody really jumping guardrails and flipping upside. I don't remember any of that, but it's a lot of it. How about that deal there last year when that friggin' semi hit the bridge? I know. And took out the bridge and it was they had to reroute traffic. It was taking people hours to get to get I, home. You know, I used to go to work and back. We get off of work at three thirty because we started at seven and we went to work early. We beat the traffic both ways. You know, I could just go to a, a few times that I've been to Anchorage and gotten on my way home during brush hour in the afternoon. Oh my gosh, it's a standstill, and That's I don't bad. ever yeah, remember I, I any of that. I, I don't. I've been in that a few times. For I don't go out there, you know, that much. I live in Anchorage, but I've, I've been in it before. And uh, oh, it's just. How, where were you for the quake? Were you in Anchorage? Were, were you in uh, Alaska? At home. That was in my house with that, my grandson. That must, he, he that was must have really been up in Sutton. You must have felt it, huh? Yeah, that stuff was swinging, and uh, 
you know, he's only four. And I thought, okay, you know, I'm, he's he's at the coffee table, and I think he was eating a yogurt, and we're watching, I don't know, uh, oh, those little guys, uh, I don't know, they had a purple guy, and a, what are those called? Like a cartoon? or a- Yeah, it was a cartoon. Anyway, so we're watching this thing, and a chandelier is going, well, we got a light that swings back and forth during an earthquake, and the fan is swinging, and stuff's crashing and breaking, and the TV stops because wherever the signal's coming from, like cable, it's now locked up. Not that it's broken, it's just locked up. And I'm going, Julian, it'll be okay. Just it'll be just stay calm. And he looks at me and he goes, Grandpa, make the TV work. So that's, that's what he's that's what he's focused <laughs> Things on. Things are breaking and stuff's flying around, and all he realizes is the TV has stopped. So yeah, yeah. The I was home in Anchorage and scared the just hell out of me but some of the guy one of the guys i work with then and some other folks i know were going from the valley so they wanted to go back it took the guy like six hours to get one, one guy took six hours to get home oh i bet because of the, the damage yeah roads were breaking up do, do, do you think you know i've always kind of been mixed feelings on that bridge i mean the cost is you know the high but it would i mean for you it actually probably reduce your from, from, from sutton it would reduce your commute wouldn't it yeah it's all it'd also be another way out you know in case yeah i could hit the other way well you know you know, you are where you are, uh, and you're at the risk of only one way in and one way out of Anchorage. Um, uh, me, I could take it off. I could take it head up the Fairbanks, or I can go back out to Glen Island. Yeah, but because um, yeah, yeah, you're on because you're on the other other side of it. Yeah, depending on where the road broke. I what mean, do you think of the bridge? I mean, do you have? I mean, I know it's kind of costs a lot, but you think it'll ever happen? I think it would be a good idea if we were to build it. That's my answer. Um, I think that um, I think the project would make itself pay for itself. Uh, that would open up the whole West End of the Matsu Borough. All that, yeah, all that land over there. Uh, in, uh, what's it called? Point McKinsey. Yeah, Point McKinsey. Uh, it, I mean, when we put the when we put the prison out there, it started to open up that area, and um, I think that's. Uh, I think it would have happened a lot faster had there been a bridge. And, I mean, right now. KGB can't keep up with it. The road is mm-hmm. it, it just accidents all the time. Yep. Just, everybody is, they're antsy. They want to get down that road. I mean, it just, it's just so much traffic. Yeah, no, you hear about, I mean, every, it seems like every other week on news, you see some right. accident on KGB yeah. out there. So, but you know, you were going to lead over to what made me want to get yeah, into so politics. Yeah, so why'd you want to get in, in politics? Yeah. Um, my girls, I had four daughters. They all grew four. up. Four. Yeah, four. You have any boys? Just four girls. Just four. Wow, four girls. man. Four girls and my wife. So you know, I, you really, uh, you got to learn to negotiate. You, <laughs> you're the only guy in the in the pile. You got to learn to negotiate mm-hmm. because there's a there's a there's a bit of a, a communication thing that's not happening for you. But um, so you got to oh, learn to negotiate. Four daughters and ooh, yeah. And I think that probably helped me out here a little bit sometimes. But um, anyway, so, yeah, they all grew up, and um, now I started going to community council. And uh, some of them were still in high school. Are they in Alaska still, or? uh, Two of them. And, uh, you know, I was a soccer coach in the summer. Uh, My ex-summer soccer coach for girls uh, many years. Um, And uh, I, I enjoyed that. But either way... Yeah, I started going, and then I thought, yeah, okay, well, maybe I'll just run for a seat on this council. So I ran for a seat on the council, and, and I got it, because I never, 
no one knew me. Everybody liked me, but nobody knew I had an opinion. And so if you don't have an opinion, you have a lot of friends. Yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> so once... They say in politics, friends come and go and enemies accumulate. <laughs> right. So, you know, now you're, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a soccer coach, so I couldn't go to the first meeting. And the hardest job is the uh, chairman, because he's got to do all the work. So I, I get a call. Yeah, you missed the first meeting. You're chairman, and um, that's how so it goes sometimes. That's you're, how it works. You're volunteered. Yeah. So that kind of worked out all right until I had to make my first vote. Now people learn a little about you, and you got to make another vote. You know. And so that, that was the uh, which which council was that the that's borough Sutton. or Sutton? Okay, Sutton. Okay. Yeah, and um, but you know now you're getting involved and now you're trying to make things happen. And, um, I think the uh, community, I think it was served well while I was there. How long were you on the uh, council for? Uh, let's see. Started out in 90, uh, let's see, 2006. I got off it in 12, went back on it in 14, and stayed on it until last year. How many people are on that? Uh... I was eight now. I think it was seven when I was there. I was always the tiebreaker hmm. because you're chairman. Um, anyway, and then I, uh, I just thought, well... Uh, I guess I wanted to get see some things change up in Jonesville. It was just too many bullets flying, um, too many. Uh, it just I thought things could be different there, and apparently nobody wanted to care about it. So I thought, well, maybe I'll just run for house and see what happens. I lost. Um, who'd, you, who'd you run against? I ran against Eric Feige. Oh yeah, I remember him. He's yeah. now his wife's the yeah, his DNR wife, DNR yeah. commissioner. Yep, he's a DNR. His wife is a DNR commissioner, and um, I tried again. I lost second time, third time. Uh, I did win, and I uh, replaced Jim Culver, as you remember. And um, so Culver I, was he, he? He beat Feige, right? Culver beat Feige. He was a one. He was he had one term, right? And then you beat him in sixteen. Yep, and that was a pretty high profile. Both you, both you're sixteen and you're eighteen. That was a very, very high profile. Because because Culver came back to run against you. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of folks thought um, he had a shot because he had a lot of union support, and um, you're, it was pretty close in sixteen. And I'm, you know, I write about this stuff, and I'm guilty of thinking it was going to be close. And well, um, I remember your comments. Yeah. Well, I, uh, <laughs> well, we liked your picture. You're, uh, you're uh, rock solid. Right. Right. With, with the with the the handlebar mustache. Yeah. Yeah. But um, you did. I mean, you did, you did really well. Was it, it was was it three way or no? I feel like there was another. Was, well, the second game, the second game was a three way twice. I mean, who gets a three way in the general and the primary? Who who you you had the? Well, I had Jim Culver and Pam. Pam Good, Good right? That's yeah, that's right. And then in the uh, general, I ran against her husband. Yeah, because he because he did that petition thing. Right. I, remember, I I made the joke that uh. You know, because you know, you people say you withdraw, you pull out. I said, if she, if she wins, maybe he, you know, pulls out. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so anyway, so I ran against him, and um, let's see, who was else in that three way? I'm trying to remember now. Um, but the, but the, but the primary was you, you did. I mean, I forget yeah. the numbers, but you did. I think you got like half the vote, right? Yeah. So what, what were you were you worried about all that? I mean, I see you have that funny one of the mailers. I mean, there was a lot of mailers they were sending out. A lot of mailers. Um, the, the, do, you think they over, do you think they overdid it, or do you think your campaign kind of did something like combination, or what do you think? I think 
I think anybody who works hard can get elected. You have to work hard. Um, I think mailers may or may not work for you. I think sometimes mailers may break you. They could make you or break yeah, you. Yeah, no, I agree with that, yeah. Um, you know, uh, there's a science behind mailers. Uh, n- not that I'm the scientific guy, trust me. I'm not. But there's a, you can overmarket yourself. You can undermarket yourself. You can... Um, you can make a lot of mistakes with mailers, and um, you can make a lot of mistakes with money. One of the things about a campaign is you got to be smart with your money. And if you're really smart with your money and you work hard and you knock on a lot of doors, um, you can do well. Um, my first election, I told you I lost, but I think I only raised five grand. Well, and very, I think my second much, election, yeah. I only raised eleven. And I lost, but not by very much on both of those. So if you're smart with your money, you can do pretty good. See, I've run, I've run twice too, and lost both times. My first time, I only raised. What did I? I ran against Senator McGuire in the primary. I only raised. It was like fifteen grand, ten or fifteen grand, but I got forty. I hustled. I knocked the doors really hard, and right. I was in the primary. I was kind of a little different views back then, but I got forty-five percent, and people kind of were. I'm like, whoa, you know, my second time in 2016, I ran, it was a three-way primary, me, you know, Craig Johnson, and then Natasha Vanimov, and she had a lot of money, I mean, over 200 grand. Right. So when somebody has that much, it changes the game. and It does change the and then, game. And then Craig and I kind of were, yeah. you've been in three-way, Craig and I were kind of, I was going after her, and he, he was going after me, right. and she kind of just, you know, had the money and didn't really go after anybody. Three-way races are very odd. What the dynamics of those are can get very really interesting. They are, they and that's a good word, dynamics. Um, and it's in when there's just two people out there, it's the hardest worker wins. I don't care what you say. Um, there's a little bit of um, the incumbent has an edge. As the name is out there, you know, it's been out there. Yeah, people have been there for a while. They have the yeah, natural they have kind of, an edge. Oh yeah, I voted for. Yeah, but I, all incumbents, if they stay in long enough and they get beat, they've been beat, right, by somebody that worked harder than them. Yeah. Um, that's that's just the name of it. I'll never forget Randy Redrick a long time ago told me, he said, if you almost lose, if you're an incumbent and you almost lose your election, he goes, that should be your last election. Right. And he goes, most people don't get that. And he's right. Almost every time an incumbent barely wins, the next time they end up losing almost always. Go out on top. Yep. Because if you go out under, they'll never remember you. So tell me a little, talk a little bit about the whole, you know, now it's we're in the first day of the special session. Um, but during the organization after the election, there was the 30 days of, you know, the kind of unorganized house. Mm-hmm. Well, I, mean, I know it's been a while, it's been four months, but. but you know. I wonder if everybody remembers it differently. I mean, because you're, you know, you're going through the Capitol and you're interviewing us and I. I'm just wondering how well we all remember it, you know, because I'm sure we all remember it from our own well, point of view. And a lot of people, I mean, I interviewed a lot of people during, during right. it, so that's mm-hmm. a, it's like right in the middle of it. Right. But go, you know, looking back, I mean, what do you think there was anything you guys could have done to? Yeah, I can say one thing: you're persistent because you know I don't give interviews. Well, I, kept, I don't I know, know, I start, I I don't know I, whether you know that. Or I not. think I asked you uh, like the first week I was here. Right. I finally got you on right. day one twenty, the first day of the special session. Special session. In fact, you know, I was uh, I was on radio. The first time I was ever on the radio was Dave uh, Sternum. Oh, I, I filled I filled Dave in. Stern, I filled yeah. in for him for years. And uh, he caught me at a uh, 
at a Republican event, you know, they were in West uh, Fairbanks, and um, I was standing there on the wall watching him interview people, and I think there was a commercial break. I went over. Oh, and probably I the convention, I bet. I think he, yeah, it was a convention. I went over and talked to him, and he said, "Well, if you think about it, I'll, I says, yeah, I don't really interview much, and so I don't even know." He says, "Don't worry, I won't bite you. He says, you'll, you'll enjoy it." I sat down with him. I had a great time. It was the greatest interview I've ever had, I thought. And, um, you know, since then, I think I go on the Rick Rydell show when he was, he was, uh, you know, in the morning before he became part of the uh, uh, Department of uh, Fishing Game. Fishing Game. And um, I call in once in a while to him. Yeah, I've, I've heard you a couple times call in. Yeah. yeah Rick, Rick was always a good friend, so he made it easier for me. I'm, good, I'm good friends with. His son Kale, so he's done nice. a lot of video stuff and nice. stuff with me. So I, I like Rick. Rick is a really good guy. Is, oh yeah, no, I, yeah. he's solid. I, I love. Uh, yeah, I got, they got Dan Fagan doing his show now, and yeah, it's funny because he's in Louisiana. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, so he's, he's <laughs> our it's like our PFD, our crime problem. Right. Like, dude, you're in Louisiana. <laughs> it's pretty funny. That's um, true. So I mean, what do you th- going for? I mean, the big issues are you know with crime and dividend and budget. I mean, what like. You went through a bunch of special sessions before with Walker, right? There was that one 2017 was like a couple hundred days, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. So you, you've been and here one before. year we were here until I think it was three days before Thanksgiving. The first year I was elected. We were here until three days before Thanksgiving. Were, 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 you, were you thinking like, what have I gotten myself into here? Yeah, it wasn't very... It wasn't very... It was one of those times where... You really weren't enjoying yourself, but it was all new, um, you know, and you don't really realize it, you know. For you, it's maybe, it's kind of, that's normal for you, because it's your first time. Yeah, well, you know, I've been out in the bush. My I met my wife in King Cove, um, so I've worked in bush jobs. Um, so working away from home is not a big deal, but, uh, you know, Coming in in January and leaving in Thanksgiving—that that's a tough one, you know. Where do you where do you stay? Or do you like a hotel or do you have a, a, a well, place? Well, the first two or three, the first three or four months, we stay up at uh, Seven Hundred Gold Street. Mm-hmm. And I think a bunch of uh, legislators live up there. Uh, yeah, yeah. For, uh, I I appreciate the fact that, that there are so many uh, Edgman, um, uh, Representative Edgman, Representative Pruitt, Representative um, uh, Newman. Uh, Gary, uh, Senator Stevens, uh, Representative uh, Drummond. That's quite um, a group. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Representative Lincoln, you know, I mean, there's a list. I mean, Seton, Representative Seton used to live above me the first year I was there. and um, It's almost so, like kind of coming here, it's almost like a, I've kind of compared it to like a college situation, you know? Yeah, it is somewhat. It really is. It is somewhat. You know, and then you try to, you know, you're either in the uh, Baranoff after, uh, yeah. after the four months is up. Or, you know, I've been staying in the driftwood since I got here. And oh, there you go. So it's nice because it's you can go through the state office building or the, the stairs. Those stairs are, man, there's a lot of stairs in this town. Damn. But uh, <laughs> I feel like I've maybe lost some weight. But it's nice being here because some people live in Douglas or some people live even further out in the valley. And that becomes kind of almost a bit of a commute. It's deal. a pretty view no matter where you are, whether you're on Douglas Island looking this way or. You're over here looking toward Douglas, or you're out in the Mendenhall Valley. It's all it's all pretty, you know. So what what do you I mean based on your experience? Do you feel like the session is going to last a month, or could it get resolved? I quicker? don't think anybody wants to be here anymore. 
my own personal Maybe even today, it seems like the halls are, I mean, there was a couple of things in the morning, House and Senate, but now mm-hmm. it's like basically empty. Yeah, I think up until two or three days ago, it, the possibility of everybody being here was more of a, a thing they were working toward uh, solving everything during that 10-day extension, if that was to happen. And, but I think now, I think everybody just, the, the, when you talk to people, I think they just want to go home. Um, so, um, I think some people are getting a little bit of a break right now for the weekend while yeah. we, before we start. Um, and then, uh, hopefully we can wrap this up fairly quick. That's what I'm looking forward it to. Seems like the, it seems like happen. It seems like the, from what I understand, the crime thing's more or less going to resolve. The house is going to do it on Monday and from the conference committee. And then the Senate seems to be, I think they've kind of made a deal. It seems like in the crime part. My opinion is there is there's there's a lot of agreement going on right mm-hmm. now uh, as far as the crime bill. Um, you know, everybody, every both sides are going to give up something in agreement. You know, that's what that's what the word agreement is, pretty much. Um, I come from the we needed to repeal SB ninety one side of the table, um, and I believe there's probably you know uh, the Senator Shower, Senator Hughes kind of an ideology there. Um, Laura Reinbold, Senator uh, Reinbold, mm-hmm. um, and then you have uh, our our majority. Uh, they have a uh, they have a different view that um, that there is a lot of good in SB ninety one, and um, they want to be able to preserve that good. Um, just being non biased here, uh, presenting their side the way I see it. Um, you know, and and they're gonna they're gonna yeah, try, that's fair. and they're gonna have to give up a little to get to somewhere, and um, those who want to repeal SB ninety one all the way are gonna have to give up a little, including the governor. The governor's gonna have to give up a little because he wants to repeal SB ninety one, but he's got to work with sixty people to get there, and you know, um, I think when it comes really close, he's going to accept that. Yeah, I really believe that. Sounds like, from what I understand, part of the agreement on this uh, bill um, is moving forward, there's going to be some focus on rehabilitation and treatment as a kind of a phase two. Judges, how judges, uh, you know, um, whether or not they're going to use software or not on yeah, trying to decide whether... The tool yeah, thing? Yeah, it's called that. the tool. It's kind and, of a weird... Uh, the tool. <laughs> right, the tool. And, uh, you know, that's all, that's all part of the negotiation right now. And, you know, those are the bigger points. But, you know, that there's really, um, you know, it, it's surprising that there's actually as little as there is, you know. I mean, it's a big bill. Yeah, it's like 100 pages, I think. I mean, if you remember, I, if you look through the annals of the, I wrote a repeal myself. Okay, I wrote a full repeal. We, we worked on it all summer long. Um, the governor came in with four parts. And stole the thunder out from under. That's fine. Didn't get much. Mine didn't get looked at. Um, and then uh, I think the house kind of wanted to put it back together into one, uh, but I think they were uh, able to work on pieces. Um, take something like take thirty-two and work on that, and then thirty-four, and then forty-five. The, the governor's bills, right? Yeah, that way you could take that way you could take it apart in pieces and put it together in one big chunk. So. On some of that, you know, during the floor debate, there was kind of some people in the major- minority have been frustrated about the limiting of the debate. I mean, is that 
you don't you don't you don't talk you don't talk much. You talk when you talk. It's you're one of the guys who doesn't talk much, but when you talk, people listen. I think some people just talk a lot. But True. Some people talk a lot, and they and they need to do that to get their point. I don't know. I don't get it. But uh, yeah, you know, I, I think if there were if there were some things that probably upset people the most um, would be whenever you cut short their ability to give a complete answer and uh, when you stand up and you ask to speak you're not really answering the speaker but you're talking through the speaker to everybody who's listening and you have it's your moment and it's your voice it's your time and um, it's your speech and that's protected uh, in this country and I think that's probably where we all got sideways um, because that was kind of denied and so I think if, if everything it, it, looking back I'm probably a lot of people were, were probably looking at it that way you know there's only what 40 of us <laughs> it's mm-hmm. a lot of speeches but still a lot of personalities you know, yeah not everybody talks you know not everybody's gonna yeah, stand no, some, up some, some, there's some people that I mean, I, I I can't say for sure, but there's some people I don't think I've ever heard them talk on the floor. You rarely hear there's me a few talk. That, you know, you're pretty. You've I've heard you a few times. You're, but there's some people that just like that's like every time a bill or amendment right. come, they they speak. Sometimes they have to. I mean, the right. You know, the finance co-chairs and other leadership they have to speak on things. I usually speak when I want to know something, or when something has to be said. Other than that, yeah. you know. You're just going to mimic what somebody else said. So what about this? Uh, I mean, I think the other big one is the dividend. That seems to be the Senate's, big, Senate's big having big issues on determining the amount. And, you know, if you saw my scorecard when I was running this year, it was a full pay FD I supported. Yeah, I remember that. And um, <clears throat> I believe the governor supported a full PFD. Um, I'd say most of this minority, and I didn't say all, most of this minority um, believes that... and most could be seven or more, um, believe that a, a full PFD was uh, where we should be heading. And um, I think there are some people that are going to have a hard time explaining it when they get home. Um, but pretty much, I think that uh, my opinion is, is a full PFD. Well, it'll be interesting to see kind of how the, I'm actually leaving tomorrow night, so I'm uh, the the rent here is too damn high at the driftwood. It, you and me it goes up a lot. So, and then I guess you guys don't get per diem now, right? Because there's no budget. No, uh, I, day 121. It's... Day 121. Um, thank you, whoever that was. for was uh, uh, Representative Gren, I think. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, yeah. Jason Gren. The good representative from wherever. I think some, some, uh, somebody, it, comment, uh, somebody commented that's, uh, that's, his, that's his parting gift. Right. Yeah. That was his thank you uh, for the two years that he had here. Um, so, the, the, I believe the real answer on that one is uh, we are not getting per diem right now. We did not pass a budget before we got out of the 120 days. So according to what happened there, uh, we are not getting per diem. So we're here on our own nickel, so to speak. Now, I believe after it's all said and done, we can apply for a retro. Uh, yeah, so that's been a question I've, I've actually heard that and there's seems to be some kind of disagreement there, or something there is a lot of disagreement on that question but and that's why i said there appears to be some side of a retro that we could yeah that, 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 I, and i don't have the full that's, that, that's kind of like a back pay right <laughs> well yeah but you know i don't think people realize how expensive it is i mean it's 
I think the public it's easy to target. You know, they're getting this money, but I mean, it's. I mean, I live here. It's not cheap to just the hotel itself plus the other food and the. And the you know, I had breakfast at the uh, Baron on Mother's Day. Okay, and I don't ever go to the Baron for breakfast, but I just had eggs and bacon. Well, that was like a buffet, so I had a little fruit. I had some eggs and some bacon, and uh, I walked away with a forty dollar. Um, did you have a little mimo- check. Did you have a mimosa? And too? I had to give him ten dollars <laughs> for the tip. So, you know, that's one meal. You yeah, know, no, you still I mean, have two more to go. Yeah, um, you know, it's not easy. It's not going to be cheap when you're coming here to Juno. And a lot of people think that maybe we do or do not deserve the money. But the fact is, you're going to well, spend I mean, it. The, the salaries, I think, fifty thousand, right? So, yeah. the reality is, being here three or four months, I mean, it's it's expensive. No, it's not it's, even fifty anymore. I think we're down like forty six or something. I don't know whether you know that or not. I think it's like forty six. Really? Did it? Yeah, I think we took a hit a couple of years back. Oh, I thought it, it was, was 50. fifty. Okay, I'll have to. It was fifty thousand four hundred dollars. Right, that's what I thought it was. I think we took a hit somewhere along the way. When I look at my end of the year statement, it's about forty six now. We'll have to go look at that. Well. Um, Representative Rusher, I know you're, uh, you're a busy guy. I've got to go get packing myself. But oh, yeah. I appreciate hey, we, fi- we we finally got the interview. Have a safe flight, man. So I appreciate you doing this. And maybe I'll come see you. In Sut- I haven't spent much time in Sutton. Maybe we'll do one of come those in out, Sutton. Come out, man. I'll come out. We'll have, a, we'll, uh, have a... we'll go up to Jonesville. I'll show you the new public use area. Yeah, yeah. I'd love uh, to do that. Yeah. Fun. Well, I'd go up to uh, the glacier or something okay. like that. All right, Representative Rusher, appreciate your time. And uh, we'll see you around. And Good luck there in the special session. Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate it. Folks, if you have an idea for a podcast or want to do a podcast, let me know, and we'll uh, talk to you next time.